just want it on the record that I've been singing about Marcus Pedersen since way before it was cool to do so. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports coming to you from Chicago with a daily shot of Penguins. If you happen to be into football or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. And I hope you'll check those out as well. Penguins 4, Blackhawks 1 at the United Center here last night. And Sidney Crosby scored two goals, almost had a third. The third, it wouldn't have been sequentially the third, but it was in the middle there, would have been one of the highlights of his career. Just coast to coast, backhanded past Arvid Soderblom and clang, flush off the left pipe. If that thing goes in, wow. Anyway, Sid was unbelievable. Except that it's always believable when Sid is unbelievable. What's becoming increasingly believed by people is that Patterson is one hell of a hockey player. There's way more to his game and always kind of has been than just being that stay-at-home guy. He's always enjoyed the offensive aspect. He's occasionally forayed into the offensive zone on rushes, sometimes even leading rushes. And this is going back a while. But now his game just seems so much more complete to the extent that you won't notice the offensive things that he's doing. Sid's two goals. The first one was 15 seconds in. It was a redirect of a perfect Pedersen pass from the left point. And the second goal, that's the one I want to talk to you about this morning. This was in the third period with the Penguins up two to one. The game was, it was kind of tenuous more so than the final score might indicate. And Pedersen has the puck out there, same spot, left point. And He's sizing up the scene. He's not doing anything with the puck just yet. He kind of has the the stick cocked back a little bit, but he's not yet even making contact with it. He has his head, his chin all the way up, and he doesn't like what he sees, even though he's got Sid there again. So instead, what he does is he fires the puck straight forward, off the end boards with the intention of having it ricochet to Ricard Raquel. It does that. Raquel passes it across to Sid and Sid just rams the puck, I guess is the best way you would describe that. Cause he really stuffed it past Soderblom. As that happens, everybody on the ice immediately turns around and points to Pedersen, even though he gets the second assist and it, it was really impressive. Here's I, I asked Marcus just to take me through the play. Here's what he had to say. No, that um, I felt like uh, one, I kind of wanted to be on the safe side. I didn't want to hit chin pads, but yeah. I also saw us going to the net and felt like I had. Um, I saw a couple of plays early in the game. It, it bounces off these end boards pretty lightly. So I don't think it's never a bad play. If it doesn't bounce out, then at least uh, our forwards are there to kind of retrieve it. So I don't, I don't think it's never a bad play. Yeah, did you get that? They were monitoring 
how lively the boards were. It's something the players will do at morning skates. The Penguins didn't have a morning skate here yesterday. But players who've spent more time maybe in this division or in Chicago or possibly even just paying attention through warm-ups, this is the kind of thing that they're looking for. So as you heard Marcus tell me there, there was nothing bad that was going to come from it. There wasn't going to be a turnover. And as he further stated, he didn't want to bang it off somebody's shin pads and risk one of the Blackhawks going back the other direction. So I asked Raquel if Patterson, who I have to tell you for full disclosure is one of his best friends, uh, gets enough appreciation for his offense. I mean, he's a, he's a like good hockey player. Like, yeah. you, you you think about or like when you talk about him or when you heard about him in the past, you just think he's like a def- yeah, yeah, defensive defensive guy. Defensive yeah. guy but, but he's a really good hockey player. Like he has great hockey sense and uh, he knows uh, like he he's got scoring touch and like passing touch and hockey sense. So uh, he's making playoffs. I love I'm loving. That's good stuff. You know, I'm not going to go every single day on the elephant in the room. Everyone knows this team is in trouble. Everyone knows this team's going to struggle just to qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs, let alone doing something in them. I don't know that this outcome moves that needle much in one direction or the other. The Blackhawks are who they are. They did get Connor Bedard back last night, so he made them look maybe a little bit better through the final two periods. But overall, this wasn't some, you know, great spiritual uplifting event for the visitors. It was two points. But there are certain people that are still worth applauding in this environment, I'd say. And and Pedersen's definitely one of them. If there's a player on the roster who's been more consistent, who's been more... uh, present and productive within his role night after night after night than Pedersen then his name is Crosby and that's it that's the end of the list when we come back J1Q today's J1Q comes from Ray who says DK I know that you feel Jake Gensel won't be traded If they aren't going to trade Jake, where on earth are they going to find the money to pay him? And my God, how do we rebuild with this same dang roster? It's going to be absolute incompetence if Jake just walks after this season and we get nothing for him. Something has to give. Ray, I'm going to correct you on one thing. It's not really a correction. It's just an explanation, I guess. They have the money. This isn't about money. If you look at their salary cap situation over the next whatever, but especially next year, just watching Jeff Carter go away will be enough money to pay Jake. Think about that for a second. Jake's already at $6 million. He's been at that figure for several years now. If you give Jake a raise even to nine or 10 or whatever it is, you're basically just taking Carter's money and maybe a little bit of something else and putting it into that. 
into that pile. So it's not about having the money or not having the money. Second thing I want to clear up from what you said is that I feel that Jake won't get traded. It's not a feeling. I've been told that. Now, does that mean that they can't change their minds? You know, I don't know. But it does mean that I've been told that. So I want to make sure that there's always an understanding of what I'm saying whenever I say it. If I have a feeling about something, I'm just going to describe it as that. I'll be honest with you always. I'll just say, hey, you know what? I have this little feeling or something like that. But that's not what this is. I was told this. But we'll see how it plays out. And finally, to your your main point there about losing Jake for nothing, that really isn't a thing anymore. It's not a thing in a salary cap league. If you lose a Jake Gensel, if he just walks, as you put it, then you pick up Six million, seven million, eight million, whatever it is that you would have spent on him next season and the seasons after that in cap space, which can immediately be turned into another very good and comparable player. Now, if you move Jake now, which I think is what your point is, you maybe can get, you know, a draft pick, a high draft pick. Uh, somebody else's prospect of some kind, but I, I wouldn't get my hopes excessively high in that regard. And there's always a team out there that's willing to give up some irrational amount for a player that they see as the final piece. Heaven knows we've seen the Penguins on that side of that fence for a long time. So if the Kings were able to get a second rounder for Jeff Carter, and actually, that turned out to be a pretty good deal for Pittsburgh at the time because Carter might have been the Penguins' best forward in the playoff series against the Islanders. And you see some of the other trades that get made around the league, including recently, and you say, oh, they might be able to get something there. Okay, yeah, we can get into all that stuff, but I, I'm just going to keep boomeranging back to my original stance, which is that I've been told they're not trading him. I've been told that their intent is to sign him. And to keep him and to have him right there alongside Sidney Crosby. And as you saw last night, Sid's got some hockey left in him, right? Okay. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. I'm flying home this morning. I'll be covering the game, the next game, which is Sunday against the Kings. And we will do another one of these shows on Monday. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.